0: Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida 33061, please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord and with his strength and power, your marriage can be all that your heavenly Father planned it to be.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're thrilled to have everybody here tonight and we get to see some old friends that have come to our new location and we're thrilled to have those dear, dear friends and standers who we've been praying for to take the leap of faith and find our new building and find our new home for the next many years, we hope, and pray as we have been for eight years at the Forum, and before that, it was like eight or nine years at a church. So we're just thrilled to have you all here tonight, and we're going to pray the rest to come in as they get off work and get here. So I'm opening up tonight with... I am just blessed to have you here. I pray that you were blessed through the holidays. I pray that you had the presence of the Holy Spirit to get you through the holidays if you had difficult holidays. Many of you have had difficult holidays. We've read about it. We've heard about it. But in the same sense, we have had the testimonies that we've been able to send out three times last week to give the praises of what God is doing. So this year, my burden and my prayer is is that you will agree with me and pray for spiritual breakthroughs for you, for everyone that did not have a breakthrough with their spouse, their husband, their wife, or a child that is uh, living in rebellion right now and doing many things that we don't want to even hate to admit they're doing then we need to say, we need a breakthrough. And that's what we're gonna pray for. And that's why we're here, because we're going to pray in agreement and we continue to learn and the most we can do, the most important thing we can do is not become weary and do not become tired and ready to give up. That is only the enemy speaking to you and you have to recognize who's speaking to you Because if you don't, you're going to give up, and it's going to be the enemy that has tricked you and deceived you. So we're going to talk about that tonight. But we want you to get rooted in knowing that there's a daily devotional, there's Stop Divorce Radio, there's kids' devotionals, there's men' devotionals. There is a daily help for you each and every day. And we're going to talk about the additional help you're going to get also in in my teaching, but we want you to shake off all the past two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, maybe even Thanksgiving, let's go back five, six weeks, and let's say it's a new year and I am going to forgive and choose to walk in forgiveness and choose to love and follow my Lord Jesus Christ and love my spouse unconditionally knowing that they're blinded and deceived. And um, we're just going to open up that God has a plan and a purpose for you. And do not become defeated. I gave um, all of our standards who are in hiding God's word in your heart, which you can go under devotions on our website, and you can just go right under devotionals and click hiding God's word. One of the instruments and one of the tools that you can use this year is memorizing God's word and speaking it and speaking it to the enemy and say, no, I'm standing on God's promise of this, this, this. And and it makes the devil flee from you. And you have to speak the word in the name of Jesus, get away from me. We have to fight the fight as the Lord teaches us. So we're excited because this is a new year and I believe God is just going to do more, more, more than he has last year. And we've had a lot of breakthroughs, but we've had a lot that haven't had it. And I remember those those holidays and they're bummers and they hurt and you get wounded and you feel like you're bleeding. So you have come into the coronary care unit and I believe tonight, not me, But the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you. And I want you to say, when you're singing, Lord, heal my bleeding, wounded, hurting heart because of this, this, this. I want you to cry out to the Lord tonight. If you don't ask, you're not going to receive. It says, ask, seek, and knock. You have to humble yourself and you have to say, Lord, help me. You know what has happened these last five or six weeks. And the Lord can touch and heal your wounded heart and increase your faith, hope, and trust. And that is what we're wanting you to do. And we're thrilled to have everybody here. But Jeremiah 29, to 13 says, and if, don't tune me out if you happen to have this memorized, because I going to ask you, are we doing what, we're, what it says? Are we believing for the miracles? Are we believing for your marriage restoration? Are you believing the Lord's gonna knock down no communication? Are you believing? We must believe. Blessed is she who or he who believes that what the Lord has said will be accomplished. Luke 1 45. We must believe. We're believers, so. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. That's hope for you that are having problems with employment or other problems. To give you a hope and a future. That is what the Lord wants to give you tonight and every single day. He's not a God that just gives you a little and says, whoops, that's all you're going to get. He wants you to walk in hope and faith and trust, and he wants to know you have a future with him. But there's a condition, and there's a lot of promises that have conditions. Do you know that? So the condition, you have to read before, a little before, a little bit after the promise, and say, what, is, what do I have to do? And the condition is, then you will call upon me, and that is one of the secrets what's your relationship with the lord i pray that if it's been hardly holding on this last few weeks that this is the time you're going to rise up and say no more i am i'm surrendering my heart and life to the lord completely right now and getting back in in, on track then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and i will listen to you the lord wants to hear your voice He wants a personal relationship. I'm going to say that one million times tonight. So get ready. Because if you don't have it, we got to have it. He wants to talk to you all the time. In verse 13, you will seek me, and when you seek, you will find me. When you seek me, and there's a condition, with all your heart. All. You can't give them part of your heart. You got to give them all of it. He wants all of you. How much of your husband or wife do you want back? Part of their heart? All of their heart. All of them. We want them all back. So we want to pray that you give the Lord all your heart. You surrender it all to the Lord Jesus Christ. Surrender your life, your, you know, your family, your plans, your purposes, your goals, Everything. So we're thrilled to have everybody here. We're thrilled for many people that have found us after we moved and came back and found us in their new building and a new location. And we're thrilled to have people from out of town and one from Canada, which is very cold, and uh, one that was in Colorado that is traveling right now. So anyway, we're thrilled that you all honored us with your presence tonight. And uh, we're just going to open up with prayer. Lord, we just praise you. Oh, Father, we love you. We worship you. We adore you so much. Oh, God, we need help. This is a place where I need you to set up the coronary care unit tonight. And you go minister up and down every single seat, every single aisle, and give us a touch from you. Oh dear Father, open their spiritual eyes and ears so that when they read the word, it leaps off the page and you speak to them and they hear your voice. Oh Lord, I pray the ones have not heard or do not have scripture leap off the page that they cry out right now, Lord, I've never had that happen. Do it for me, Father, do it for me. I believe in you, I believe nothing, it's too hard. And Lord, I know that I know that God speaks to his children. It says it throughout the Bible. God speaks. And may we be able to tune in and stop all the noise of our mind running negativity. And may we hear your voice tonight. And may we just praise you. And through this time that we get your divine healing touch upon our wounded hearts cleanse our mind from any and all impurities, create in us a pure heart, and Lord, take captive every thought that's Make our mind obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ and erase and cast out every negative, critical thought about your husband or wife or about the other person or any circumstances that have happened. May you erase it and, Father, say, I forgive them in the name of Jesus. They are blinded, and Lord, I just pray, that they will walk out here a new creature in Christ where they do not have any chains of unforgiveness and anger and bitterness on them because Satan wants to deceive us also. So, Lord, we just pray for victory tonight. We pray the bondages, and that we pray to be broken in our lives and in our spouses' lives. We pray for breakthroughs, for marriages around the world, Father, In the name of Jesus, we pray for breakthroughs this very year. And every week, every day, may we hear from people that are seeing God move in their hearts and lives. In Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Well, we choose the songs, and I have changed them from last night to this morning. I give my my son... Knows that when I start praying, I change things. So we're standing up, we're gonna worship the King of Kings, and we're gonna do everlasting God, and then we're going to go straight into healers.
2: We, we will wait upon the Lord.
3: of you that I've not had a chance to meet yet I'm Bob and Charlene's daughter and we are thrilled to have you here tonight Um, there's a lot of faces that we haven't seen in a while and some faces that are new so we're glad to see everybody here those words you were just singing I trust in you I believe you are all I need do you believe that but do you really believe that so when the bad news comes when the divorce papers come When the false start happens, when the prodigal child is giving you grief, do you really believe that? We've been studying faith at our church. You know what happens when you study faith, right? (laughs) Yes, you're tested. (laughs) When they said what we were gonna study in Sunday school, my husband and I looked at each other like, we're out of (laughs) here. We're good, we've had enough. But it's so good and we have grown so much and you know what? You think you have faith. Like, I have faith. I'm a faithful person. I believe God. I believe his word. And tonight you're going to hear a lot about God's word and, and if we really believe it and if we're spending time in it or if we're just talking a lot about it. And I wanted to read this to you. It says, Faith is not an ostrich, head in the sand, denial of the obvious or inevitable. It's not pretending that something is real when deep down you don't believe it. That's fear, not faith. Faith is not anti-intellectual either. Faith is not a warm feeling that requires you to check your mind at the door. That's a feeling, not faith. Faith is not a stained glass, dreamy escapism. I cannot live at church hiding from the real world. That's fluff, not faith. Faith is not a motivational seminar with some high-powered guru calling for self-realization, telling you to picture a better future. That's a fad, not faith. Faith is not a positive mental attitude, a you-have-to-keep-believing thing. It's not ignoring pain by embracing optimism. That's foolishness, not faith. Faith is so integral to the Christian life that it can be boiled down to a practical definition. Faith is believing the word of God and acting upon it. No matter how I feel, because God promises a good result. I'm gonna say that again. Faith is believing the word of God and acting upon it no matter how I feel because God promises a good result. Faith is believing the word of God. Believing is a lot more than just shallow hope. Believing is I have all my eggs in one basket and I'm 100% in, that's faith. But faith is not believing in a vacuum. It's belief based on the word of God. That's the key. I don't trust the newspaper, the television, my neighbor, my boss, my friends, my family. I believe in a God who wrote a trustworthy book. Faith, Romans 10 says, comes by hearing the word of God. So the more I get in God's book, the greater my faith will be. I thought that was good for you guys, so I had to, had to share that. And when you are doing your devotions this week, go reread, because I'm sure you've probably read it already, Hebrews 11, the faith chapter it's called in the Bible. And it starts out, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. And then it goes through by faith, Abraham, by faith, Noah, by faith, and it lists it. And let me read you the last verse because this is in the word. Verse 39 says, these were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. And he's got a great plan for each of you. So whatever you're facing today, God knows it. And by faith, you can face it. So there's that. That's free of charge. Don't even have to pay for your ticket. <laughs> All right. I'm Lori. I introduced myself already. I want to um, just check and see who has a January anniversary or January birthday. All right. We have a lot. Okay. We're going to start at the front here. So tell me your name and what it is that you're celebrating. I'm Debbie. Um, my birthday is 13th. Okay. Happy birthday, Debbie. Okay. Over here, we had? Okay. Happy birthday. Eight, right around the teens. Okay, anybody else in the back? Okay, who else had? Okay, two more in the back. Birthday, oh, anniversary. How many years? 10 years, years, happy anniversary. (laughs) Next, okay, in the back and then we'll come back up front. Okay, happy birthday. January 31st. Okay, no, no more, oh, over here. Okay, happy birthday. Anybody else that we missed? Tim in the back, double hands. January 26th is his birthday. <laughs> An Eddie, oh yes, Eddie. 75. Okay, I took a picture of Eddie. So, for those of you that are on our Facebook page, you're going to see Eddie pop up as soon as I can get back there for three seconds to put it up. Eddie is our prayer warrior that has been with this ministry for, I, I mean, almost the whole time, I think. <laughs> no, more than 15 years. I think 20, 20 plus years. Eddie has been coming around the Bible study. Eddie used to play the keyboard when we had Bible study over at a church when Rejoice Pompano was just a little group of people meeting in a church room and He faithfully prays. So while you guys are here studying and and hearing from God Eddie is sitting over there with prayer requests in front of him with your names in front of him When you get before you get here the room is empty and Eddie walks up and down and prays for every seat And so Eddie is a vital vital piece of our puzzle here at the ministry and he is praying over all of you and lifts you up by name and so thank you Eddie for that yep he's got a nice long life okay it's January can you believe it I can't believe it but it is january so we have the daily bible reading calendars and we brought a few with us if you don't know what this is it goes month by month and every day it takes you through some readings so like there's a psalm a day a proverbs a day and then usually two other um, bible passages to read and if you follow this and go through the whole thing then at the end of the year you would have read through the bible so these are back there they're five dollars And if you just want something to help you get through the Bible and to have a guide to do it, it mixes it up so you're not just reading consecutively through the Bible. So it's like Leviticus 26, Psalm 55, Proverbs 2, and Luke 23. That would be one day's reading. So it's a nice tool to have um, to mix things up a little bit. So those are back there. Also, we have the CD, God Does Speak. And how does he speak to us? Through his word. And we're going to talk a lot about that tonight. And so those are back there as well. And at Bible Study, for those of you that are new, everything is $5. We discount it since you're here. And so that's our gift to you. So if you want anything, the bookstore will be open afterwards for a little while. And we have all sorts of goodies back there that will help you. Um, We are going to take a few minutes out before we go on and just have a time to share some testimonies. So if anybody has a testimony that you would like to give, just a couple minutes and a praise to God. We just came through Christmas and um, did you guys see all the testimonies that came through Charlene Cares? I hope you guys all have Charlene Cares and are reading it because every Saturday we do the Saturday testimonies and we keep them maybe one week, sometimes two weeks, depending on how many we get. But all of the Saturday testimonies are very current. And we and we get them and then we put them up on the Saturday testimonies. But we've had so many testimonies that we've had to do these extra midweek lunchtime testimonies. So have you been seeing those? Okay, and I I heard from someone today who said, I had a great pen pal that was standing, but when my marriage got restored, she got angry and quit standing and being my friend with this because she was upset. Her marriage wasn't restored yet. So let me give you another little free word. Sometimes it's hard to read those testimonies. And I know that you read them and sometimes you're going, why isn't that me? Why did this happen to Joey in Montana and not me in South Florida? And you know what, when you read those, Don't have that attitude don't let the enemy give you that attitude you need to say lord i know you did that for joey in montana or whoever in canada you can do it for me and so read those as an encouragement and don't let the devil say don't read those because i know some of you delete the saturday testimonies and don't open them so read them and see what god's doing we don't have to raise hands on that it's okay (laughs) okay testimonies if you want to share a testimony just come line up here so that we can get through them and i know somebody in here has something good that happened in the past month to praise the Lord about? Some people. What does God's word say? No testimonies?
1: Okay, come on up. I was going to say, you know, we can praise the Lord on at least did God give you a scripture, a promise. Has he given you your promise in the last five or six weeks when you've been going through trials and tribulations? If God gives you a special scripture, that's a nugget of gold from the Lord. And when that leaps off the page, then share it with us so you can have other people be encouraged by your nuggets of gold that you've received and somebody else may receive another nugget of gold. So do not let, um, when God speaks to you, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord and share it with others because it's something that is worth praising. And it's so good to see you. Good
3: to see you guys. Please
1: introduce your first name. My name
4: is Riza. Um, I'm a sander, just like all of you guys, um, have had a horrible year, <laughs> <laughs> but with many blessings. Um, I'm a little shy to talk, so excuse me if I'm not staring at everybody. Just put it up. Okay. Um, basically, I was able to. I had the blessing of not only spending Christmas with my rich with Richard. Sorry, um, but I was able to spend a week with him. Wow. Um, he disappeared on me, but. I have been getting, it is finished, it is finished, it is finished everywhere. Isaiah 40 keeps coming to me over and over and over again. Like, it's everywhere I look.
2: So I know that it's almost here.
1: It's coming. It is on its way. Thank you. And you know what? This always happens, and you've got to remember that when they come home and they test the waters or they come and visit, they get scared, and the enemy is shooting fiery darts at them and uh, all of a sudden they want to leave if you want to come come Um, so when they leave don't panic because you just pray and turn up the heat more with prayers and say lord remind them of every good minute we had with them and all of a sudden god will have them pick up the phone and call or text you hi introduce your first name please
4: hi my name is cynthia and i'm from west palm and my testimony is sitting in the bag. My husband is with me. Wow, praise the Lord.
1: That's about as good as you're going to get tonight, guys. That is as awesome as you're going to get. Praise the Lord. Thank you. We renewed our vows in July. Whoa. And praise God. God. <laughs> praise the Lord. I'm thrilled. And I'm thrilled you came and told us. Forty years. And how long were you praying and standing for him to three years praise the Lord are you glad she prayed for you (laughs) amen well we're glad you came tonight we're honored you're an honored guest. prodigals do come home and you know what I blamed everything on my husband and guess what I found out that I was just as bad as my husband in many different ways the Lord turned the mirror right on me and said look at yourself honey Let me show you what you did wrong. So there is no one person worse than another. Okay.
4: Good evening ladies and gentlemen. Um I just want to wish everyone a happy new year. Um I don't have a restored marriage but um I've been I was sitting here and your first name? Kathleen I have been I have been sitting here thinking about all the time that God has spoke to me since this whole thing began and, wow. and it's been nothing but um, a miracle and I think I need to share a little bit of, with it with yes. you guys. Um, if, I would say like maybe two, mo- two months after my husband left, um, I was on a flight and I was sitting on the plane. I, I was doing a red eye which I normally never do and um, and um, this girl, she was sitting there and she, 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 she handed me a piece of paper at the end of the flight. She says, God wants you to have this. And then she says don't open it till you get un- un- outside. So I did open it, it was a letter from God. It was very powerful, I don't, I don't wanna mess it up because I don't have the letter with me. And basically it was just telling me that he's with me and that he loved me and that he's preparing me for some great things. Um, and then there, were, there have been other things, they have like um, my wedding DVD. Um, I remember one time I was watching the DVD and my husband, at the time he was at the house, and he decided that you know, normally he would sit there watching it with me with my family and he got up and left. That was like, okay, that was because he was with this other person. So um, the DVD disappeared the next day. And I was looking for the DVD because it meant a lot to me. I was looking for my wedding DVD, couldn't find it because I know I left it there. The DVD was gone. So I asked him, I said, where are the wedding DVDs? Why would I, well, how would I know about the wedding DVDs? and then um a couple weeks ago my daughter came to see me she was helping me looking for the dvd because her grandfather died and the last time she was dancing with her grandfather and then the strangest thing happened by some miracle god returned the dvd to me and that's the place where i found it and i when i opened the the cabinet it was there i've never i've never seen two copies together. David was there. It's it's been it's been one miracle af- after that. He's been giving me so many signs. I I remember this. Remember the um the mustard seed that you give me. Mm-hmm. I saved it in my Bible, and I put it in the in the zip in the cover. And then um one day I finished praying and I came out. I says, I says I says I says I says God speak to me. And then when I when I walk outside in my in my den, I found the the, the mustard seed right in open, because I left the Bible, I leave the Bible open and it was sitting right there. God has been doing, God speaks, he does speaks to us. We just have to make time for him, talk to him and he will reveal himself. And I know my my marriage is going to be restored soon. Jackie, you know Jackie, she's usually sits with me she was at my house the other day and she says she was waiting for me she says Kathleen I think I saw your husband he drive by and he <laughs> looked he looked and he took off so
1: so how I how many times it, is I it written I, down that Bob drove by I just, my house
4: <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to share it with you to, to encourage you because it was really hard for me during this holiday season you know New Year's Eve he's, he always cooks for me have crab legs for me and everything and then New Year's Eve I'm in this house by myself, you know, everything I could possibly be going wrong is going wrong for me and and stuff. And it was really hurtful, but I know, I know just on my way here, I was crying. I was crying. I do that.
1: That's okay, God. I, was, <laughs> I was crying all all for Christmas, too. You know what I was going through, so that's okay. I said, God, I'm Tears are just going in a vial up in heaven for with God, so that's okay.
4: I said, God, I said, I am not going to rejoice ministry. I said, I said you promise. So a friend of mine says that my husband was coming home before Christmas because she saw it in the dream. And I said, he's not here. This is New Year's. He's not here. I'm not going to my marriage ministry. And the tears was rolling down my, my face. And then I turned around. And I, I looked to the left. He told me to look to the left. And I said, the swift shaft comes. I said,
2: okay, I'm going.
1: God has a way to chastise us, to get us here one way or the other. This is a brand new lady that's here. Her name is Serena. And praise the Lord, she wants to speak today.
5: I don't take up too much time I had no intention of speaking <laughs> at all <laughs> because it's just a long story but I wanted to give everyone some encouragement okay I don't have a testimony per se but I will tell you how powerful God is um, I'll give you a background four years ago I've been married for 19 years and four years ago I found um, insurance papers we have three children and I found insurance papers for another child that I didn't know existed. The child was three by the time I found out, and then subsequently I found out that my husband was having an eight-year affair. Um, that was four years ago, so we were married 15 years. And it was very difficult to accept the child and then the affair. But you know, I fell in love with the child, and you know, I'm nervous. <laughs> I um, love her as if she's my own child. And that is okay. so
2: important. Yes, but, say.
5: but um, the issue is my husband wanted to equalize a child with our children and because of that he had to have constant contact with the other woman. Um, subsequently, you know, I couldn't deal with that and we had separated. So we separated about two years ago. And uh, after we separated, you know, he was living with her and I didn't know for a year and he was living with another woman. Now this is my testimony. This other woman, and I'm sorry, I know we're talking about God, but this one was really evil. (laughs) She was very evil. And when I found out he was having a relationship with the second woman, I prayed. And I literally prayed that God would bring arguments and chaos constantly between them. I didn't know what was happening because I couldn't see it. But I was constantly praying. And then one day, after about maybe six months, he said, oh, you know, we broke up. We were having too many arguments. So (laughs) that is one testimony I want to give. And I'm like, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So then he went back to the other one, the other first one that has the, the child for him. So he's now playing a second family over our family. But you know what? I will say that as of January 1st, we actually went out to the movies with the kids. And for some reason, after that night at the movies with him, I gave everything up to God. Amen. I said, you know what? I've been complaining, I've been angry, I've had, you know, unforgiveness in my heart. Every time when I thought that I was being forgiven, I wasn't okay every little thing adds up like it just it's, it's a lot okay so as of january 1st i said you know what it's not even so that i don't care i have like a sense of peace over me and i said you know if your will is to restore a marriage then okay if not then that's okay but you know what i would have known that i did everything possible that i could and in all of this walk that we all have to go through we have now increased our faith Amen. to face anything else that can happen to us I was always a believer, but I didn't become a strong believer till my marriage fell apart. And I realize now that it all happened for a reason. Amen. The other woman, this woman, Amen. whatever. It all happened for a reason, and it's to make us stronger with God. Amen. If, that, if nothing else, at least that. And that is very powerful. So I want to tell you guys that if I could pray against this other woman, I just need to get rid of this first one now. <laughs> you know? God will do that. And that. Yes, and I am I'm hoping because... Um, there's there's so many attacks and so much influence and it's it's he knows she's not right he says it he'll never marry her it's just it's the enemy constantly attacking him right and we have to pray as standards as standards to constantly pray against the enemy you know in our prayers and find scriptures and it's just I, I just want to tell you that it prayer does work it may take time I've been at this she's found out four years ago we've been separated two years and I'll continue praying And I'll continue standing no matter what. Whatever the enemy throws at me, I will
1: prevail. God is greater. Yes. God is greater. Yes. So thank you. (laughs) Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. To God be the glory. The greatest news we have is that when you're standing, that we change and we see that it's turned us closer to the Lord. That's the most important thing first hi there
6: hi it's a lot more intimidating up here
1: (laughs) (laughs) just say your first name
6: my name is yaimara um i have been standing since august um i've been with my husband well we were high school sweethearts so for 13 years we've been married for six i mean seven going on eight um my testimony is well i came to i said it in the last um meeting I came to Christ because of this whole situation.
1: Which is awesome.
6: Which is amazing. (laughs) Um, I don't know why I'm feeling like this. I think I'm going to cry. But um, My testimony is I really felt that messages from God, that God was going to heal my marriage in Christmas, like for Christmas. I thought my husband was going to be my gift. And on the 23rd just a few days before Christmas um, my husband i i'm a teacher so i was on vacation my husband i don't know why i didn't work that day and he was in Miami cuz he lives in Deerfield he would just moved there just like bob he went away far away <laughs> um and um, he he was in Miami and he asked me to come to lunch with him so i got the baby we have a 1 year old um I got the baby, went to lunch, went to have a Peruvian, we love Peruvian food. So unbelievably, we went to this Peruvian restaurant, which we've never been, where there was nobody. And the whole restaurant was completely to ourselves. We had the opportunity to talk. That same day, my husband, I never changed my last name. And that was something that really upset my husband. But I just felt like, no, like I'm betraying my dad. Like how can I do that? And so I felt God tell me that for Christmas, that was going to be my gift to him. Whoa. That awesome. morning on the 23rd, while separated, I changed my last name. <sighs> so when we're there in that restaurant, he tells me that one of the things that really bugged him was the fact that I did not change my last name. I made a video while I did it, you know, telling him how I felt and how emotional I felt. And when he said that, I felt God telling me, tell him now, don't wait till Christmas. Amen. Amen so i did he Please. broke down in tears i broke down in tears we were both crying in the middle of the restaurant the re- waitress was like what is going <laughs> on my daughter had magically gone to sleep
1: <laughs> <laughs> one year old praise the lord <laughs> yeah and all of this is
6: great right where we're, it's amazing he's telling me how wonderful i am how amazing i am and when we're on the car on the way back you know we're hugging each other just it's great I told him, you know, your mom has kind of been hinting that so-and-so might be expecting. And he just looked at me, broke down, and he said, I go, but that's not true, right? And he just broke down in tears, and I go, it's true. And he said, and he was just crying and crying and crying. So now that's my other problem. <laughs> um, I don't know how, with that news, I was able to get through that day, And it turned out being the best day that we've had together since the day we separated. I don't know how, obviously, only God. We ended up spending the whole entire day together. We danced together. We used to dance. We actually, he asked me to dance with him in the house, put music on. We danced together to ourselves. Um, We had an amazing, amazing time. And he tells me, how did we just have such a great time after everything after i never thought that the day you found out about this we would have this kind of day and i said well it's only god and then you know when it starts getting dark it's time to go so it was like eight o'clock it lasted pretty long actually um he said this for the first time in six months i don't want to leave wow so that was great and then the 24th um i cooked for him that was another complaint that he always had and he said it was the best meal he had ever had and then on christmas You know, I cried a lot on the 24th when he wasn't there at night. And I said, God, I thought this was going to be my gift. But then I said, you know what? It's not Christmas yet. So my husband walks into the house. I'm sorry. I'm taking long. My husband walks into the house at about 6 o'clock in the morning because he wanted to get there before the baby woke up. And I was up all night because I was wrapping gifts. And, oh, sorry. Um, And um, and, he walks in. And he's wearing a shirt that is actually pretty funny for him to be wearing. But I didn't notice that until after my, we decided to go lay down in my daughter with my daughter. And we kind of fell asleep with her. And when I wake up, I see him laying there. And he's wearing a shirt that has a picture of Jesus. And it says, I'll be back.
1: Oh, my. And that's
6: the shirt he wore on Christmas Day wow my husband is not christian
1: <laughs>
6: oh. um i just thought wow god
1: does speak <laughs> he did bring him on christmas
6: <laughs> um we bought presents we had a great time and i just couldn't believe it you know and one of the things he told me he's like i don't have a gift for you but he hugged me and he goes i hope this could be your gift and then i remembered the bible i'm not really good at quoting the bible I kind of paraphrase. Um, It does say, um, I completely lost my train of thought. (laughs) Um, Oh, the greatest gift is love. So then I realized, okay, this is my gift. Like, it's all coming together. Then on New Year's Eve, we were not together. It was horrible. I cried my whole New New Year's Eve. I prayed at 12 o'clock at night. That's how I said hi to the New Year. And then the following day, I was able to be with my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law. And my brother-in-law was able to tell me some very powerful things. And he realized, and he told me, you know what? Maybe you just got to, you're becoming probably like a little obsessed with Nicholas. And and we got to let go and let God. And put God first. Amen. And after he spoke to me, and he probably doesn't know how powerful this was to me. But after he spoke to me, it changed me and since january 1st i feel different good and i feel happy and i'm very blessed to be here with you guys thank you for the opportunity and i'm sorry
1: for the length (laughs) god bless you so glad so glad. well you have had us crying but the thing is is uh is that god is moving god is moving phil
7: God is good. God is a God of surprises. Yes, he is. I did want to share something quite profound. Um, Sometimes we take for granted even moments with our spouse, you know, nothing big, where we were just putting the tree together and we had some other people helping us and then came back later to break everything down. And suddenly my wife, or ex-wife, you know, because we had gotten divorced in February. Sorry. My wife, my my, my covenant (laughs) wife still. That's, That's, well, in her mind. But she asked me why I was wearing the ring.
1: Oh, praise the
7: Lord. <laughs> and I told her at the end of the day that covenants between God and me. And then she said something about it. <laughs> That's what some nuns do. between. Them. But, but I, I reminded her that, you know, not in a lecturing way. I reminded her that the reason God had allowed this in my life was to enable me to see things from a different point of view and to see brokenness not only in her family's life, which I know God is in the process of healing, but just brokenness in so many people's lives. So... Uh, and and the funny thing I'll tell you guys you know and sometimes we take this for granted because um, <coughs> my wife had me trying some clothes on because you know sometimes we're growing, we grow we grow wider so I was trying some clothes on and I made some silly comment about hey I look like I'm about to join the circus just like the rest of the family and she just burst out laughing loud and then a couple of seconds later she recalled the same thing she said that was so funny but you know but you know sometimes laughter is one of the most powerful things because believe me I don't know if you're dealing with this too particularly with Uh, your partners where there's a lot of strife and sometimes there's a lot of anxiety and things and laughter is good medicine and that's not something i planned that's something that's the lord so
1: the lord gave you
7: yeah so i'm just reminding you just to keep continue to press be faithful but remember it's not you doing the work it's god doing the work and just continue to be bold and i'll tell you another crazy thing you know um and this is why i think as charlene was talking about with spiritual warfare is very very important that we continue to do that because I had something crazy happen with my finances. I'm not going to get into that, but I asked God for a sign, and I'm just reminding you at the end of the day that when we're dealing with spiritual warfare, the enemy's going to try to come at you in different things right after a victory. He wants you to be disappointed, but keep your focus on God, and he'll bring you through. Amen. God bless you.
1: Amen. Thank you, Father. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good. He's been moving on all of us. And all our our, uh, trials and tribulations and so forth. And Lord, you know, he is faithful. And he's with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He's with you all the time. And he's never going to leave you or forsake you. And most of all, he loves you unconditionally. And regardless of how your highs or your lows are, He's right there with you, loving you unconditionally. And he knows what you're thinking. And he knows what you're battling. And he's saying, give it to me. Tell me, talk to me. And he will help you through it. Let's pray. Lord, we just praise you. We just thank you, Father, for these beautiful testimonies and the beautiful, beautiful, awesome um, praise reports. And Lord, we just ask you, that you would bless and heal their wounded hearts. And yes, they do come and go. And yes, we have had hundreds and hundreds of spouses get together and see each other for the holidays, to see the children together for Christmas, for the sake of the children, and we just praise the Lord for that. And Lord, we just ask that you will continue to play rewind on every husband, Every wife, both of them, of all the good memories they've had, all the laughing and the smiling and the hugging that they've all done with their children, and how much they miss being with their children and, and their husband or wife. Lord, thank you for the mother in laws and the father in laws and the in laws and, and, and your immediate moms and dads who invited your mom and your husbands or wives over in the spirit of love and thank you for so many accepting thank you for the mother-in-laws and the father-in-laws have invited you to come to their dinner even though the spouse was not even there and lord we just thank you for the love the mercy the grace and the strength that you've given every one of these dear standards, every one of these men and women of God who have grown closer to you each and every day as we seek to do, do your will, your way in marriage restoration. Lord, may you remind every one of these dear standards around the world that are listening to this that remember your wedding vows. Remember your wedding. Remember your wedding pictures. Remember your, all the love that you had before you got married. Now, I know there are going to say some that say, wow, that's bad for me. But then God, what God has put together, let man not separate. And Lord, we just ask that you will just make this a year of learning more, 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 more wisdom and knowledge, discernment and insight, and you and may we grow closer to you like never before and may the ones who have not had the holy spirit speak to them the ones that they've not seen a sign of anything yet may this be the day the night that they ask you to speak loudly like i did and write it on the wall father because i'm deaf and i can't see or hear anything right now because i was hurting so much and may you write it on the wall May you write it on a license plate. May you write it wherever you want, Father, but may you just speak through your word and may you have it just leap off the page and may we know that your word is powerful and it's nothing we can not study and read and make a sacrifice to do it and we'll just give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Do you like reading your Bible? How often do you read the Bible? Do you have a plan, a, a set plan, of how, like Lori talked about? Do you read the Bible in a set way? Or do you just open up the Bible today and say, well, I don't know what to do, Father, so I'm just going to open it up. I'm just going to read where I start and then when I open up my Bible. You know, I've been talking, and if all of you read the devotionals, I just praise the Lord, because that is where I try to always put in the Word of God in every script, in every devotional, to get you to hunger and thirst for the Word of God and for you to read the nuggets of gold that God has throughout His Word. And His Word is so powerful. And I was... um, met a standard that came from out of town last night and we went out to dinner. And then I went home and started working on my teaching as I had worked on it earlier. And, and I really wasn't sure where I was going and what the Lord was telling me to do. And uh, I started working on it. And the Lord just spoke to me so strongly. And I tell you, you don't take that for advantage. Take for granted any time he speaks to you. Because when I come up here, I am as just as scared as you are coming up here. Because I am nothing without the Lord. And the Lord fills me up. And if he fills me up, praise the Lord, because I need him to be the teacher and his word to speak to you. It's not about me. It's about the Lord. And I want you to fall in love this year. This is my prayer for you, that you fall in love with the Lord and the Holy Spirit and the Father God more than you ever have. I want you to come to know them. I want you to come to know the names of God that are throughout the Bible as we read it. I want you to read the Bible every day and that you have time, T-I-M-E, because I can tell you right now, every one of you, I can tell you that you're gonna fight the devil To read the bible every day i can tell you because i fight the devil reading the bible and studying it and reading it it is a constant battle and i can set my alarm and i can do any number of things or i i have a a, i say to the lord okay i'm going to read One chapter here, one chapter here. I leave my Bible open on the table so that if I walk by it, um, I heard a pastor say I keep my Bible open, and I have many Bibles, so it's not hard. I can leave my Bible open in many places. And If I curl my hair, I have my Bible, and that's where I pray, and I read scriptures. And then I do it in all different ways because I don't have any kids to pour ketchup or... uh, color crayon in it so i am very safe because i have nobody at home except when my eight grandkids come running in so um i know when I, what i can do but i want you to understand there is nothing more important this year i there are books that you need to read and the lord has challenged me to read more uh books but he's also challenged me this year to read the Bible more. And before I get in to talk to you about the Bible, I want you, as I am typing all about reading the Word, last night, I had the TV on. And David Jeremiah, who I wanted to record, he had a special event and a night of celebration in New York City and friends. Now, I don't know if this was last night Don't tell me if it wasn't, because it may have been pre-recorded. I don't know. It didn't matter. I was typing in my office, and in the family room, his voice comes out over, because I'm typing. How do I explain the Word of God to you standards of how important it is? Because I want you to understand, my marriage failed due to my lack of knowledge of God's word. I did it. If I knew the word like I should have known the word as I was in the church reading the word and teaching the word to different age groups, I should have known it better that I should have pulled out every scripture in marriage and I should have prayed over and started fighting for my marriage. Instead, the enemy deceived me and I went to every, the pastor and to counselors and they said, forget it. And I listened, because of circumstances. So I want you, for th- three or four minutes, to hear Dr. Jeremiah first, to open up your eyes of the power of this Word of God, which is probably the bestseller. It certainly was in years past, and I'm sure as many Bibles as all of us Christians buy, it probably still is the bestseller. But I won't quote that tonight because I didn't look it up today. But may Dr. Jeremiah encourage you, and I didn't want to quote what he said, I just thought I'd give you a little example of what he said.
8: That. Tonight we are here to honor a book that was written over a span of 1400 years more than 40 human authors had a hand in composing its content these writers came from all walks of life from kings to peasants and they wrote under every conceivable condition you can imagine some of them were in love some of them were in jail some were in trouble some occupied positions of wealth and power these authors wrote on three continents and in three different languages some were poets some were preachers some were historians others history makers they covered hundreds of controversial subjects in 66 unique installments and yet the bible fits together tighter than the finest novel the issues raised at the beginning of the book are resolved at the end the bible opens within the beginning and it ends 1189 chapters later with the word, amen. (laughs) When I pick up this book, I hold in my hands one unified volume with a logical beginning, a climactic ending, a story that comes full circle, an unfolding drama that's based around a central character, and a rational message that doesn't contradict itself. The Bible's content answers the questions of my mind Satisfies the longings of my heart. This is the wonder of God's book, the Bible, which has not only passed the test of time, but has put time to the test and demands the respect of all ages. Yet, as you know, there are many today who tell us, even among some Christians that we know, that the Bible is out of date, that it needs to be updated in order for it to be relevant. I heard one man say we need to drag the bible into the 21st century or we need to leave it alone someone asked the question tonight does the bible need to change for today's world would the bible serve our generation as we saw in the video at the beginning if it were revised or maybe we got a 67th book instead of just 66 or we could have 11 commandments instead of 10 Maybe the fifth gospel or the second book of Revelation? Of course the answer is what you said. The answer is no. The Bible doesn't conform its message to the political opinion polls. It doesn't change its doctrine in response to societal consensus. In the world of lies, the Bible is truth. And in the world of opinions, God's word is absolute. And since the Bible is eternal, it is always relevant. It's more up to date than any of today's self-help books, advice columns, or runaway bestsellers. Because it came from the mind of the eternal God, it is timeless in its application. We never know when a verse of scripture is gonna just jump into our heart and change our lives. Because God is eternal, his word is eternal, and because he is all-knowing, his word is the essence of wisdom. Because God cannot fail, his word can never be broken. Because he is unchanging, his word will always be certain. And in the Psalms, we hear the voice of God speaking, and he says, my covenant I will not break, nor alter the word which has gone out from my lips. The Lord Jesus said it this way, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Ladies and gentlemen, God is not subject to mutation or change. He can never be more or less than he has always been. The universe had a beginning and will one day collapse.
1: The stars will one day fade out of the sky. Amen. Well, I had to have you have a man of God speak that so perfectly because I could have typed it all up, but I thought, I think they need to hear it from a man of God that puts priority as the word of God. Paul wrote to Timothy in in the New Testament, in 2 Timothy, and we're going to start reading the Bible. And let me have you, um, if you have a Bible, great. If you don't have one, uh, just write it down on a piece of paper at your desk, and you can always go home and look it up. But 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's my burden. My burden is that you will read the Word of God, not just hopscotch around, but that you will read complete books of the Bible, and yes, we can read Genesis, and we can get through Leviticus, even though there are, might not be as much fun with numbers, but you can get there. But I would suggest, as a Bible teacher, that read a chapter, uh, if you can read more than one chapter a day, read a chapter of the New Testament, and read a chapter of the Old Testament if you have time. I split my time up. I, I try to read it three times a day, um, morning noon and night time before i go to bed well i don't have a husband to go to bed with right now but if i did i would have done it earlier when he was working on his computer or if your kids are doing homework maybe you can grab 10 minutes and read um, a you know part of a book of the bible or part of a chapter you know or you can read your devotional but don't let just a devotional be your manna for your spiritual walk because you're in a spiritual battle, and we must, if we're going to to uh, be a man or a woman of God, we got to know the Word of God. And I am telling you that the God will speak to you in Genesis, in Leviticus, He'll speak to you in Numbers, and He'll speak to you in the Gospels. He'll speak to you in Revelations. He'll speak to you wherever you are, because He's when you read. Ask him to open your eyes, spiritual eyes and ears, to make this manna new for today. But don't starve yourself. Don't go on a fast of fasting the word. Go on a spiritual fast for having the Lord to do breakthroughs. But don't go on a spiritual fast of not giving the Lord time in your daily life to read his love letter to you that he wrote through 40 more authors to give you principles and and commandments and precepts instructions and he will speak to you and give you wisdom and knowledge and he wants you to have wisdom and knowledge never never doubt that if you have any doubt of that read the proverbs And you will get nuggets of gold. And in the beginning of it, it's all about wisdom. God wants you to grow and mature in the Lord. He doesn't want you to stay a baby. He wants not to give you milk for two to three years old with a baby bottle. He wants you to grow in the Lord. And while we've had standards here for a while, I just need to challenge you. At the beginning of a year, That you will take that commitment and that challenge seriously because the enemy does not want you to know the Word of God. He does not want you to get encouragement. He doesn't want your faith, your hope, and your trust to grow. So let's go to Proverbs chapter 2. In Proverbs chapter 2, you're going to learn so much about the the lost you're going to learn so much about your children you're going to learn so much about yourself or your lost loved ones when you read the word and there are so many scriptures that you can pray the word of god in a as an in a prayer while you're just reading it you just personalize that one verse or two verses so you want to be able to do it because What I my heart's desire is is that you will resolve to fix your eyes on Jesus this year. That you will resolve, that you'll make a resolution. And this was my resolution for me, and and I made it pray that you will want to make it. That you will run the race for for marriage restoration and you will not become weary. And in due season, you will reap the harvest. That you resolve to take up your cross every day and follow your Lord Jesus Christ. You will resolve to do all that you do, not for yourself, not to 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 lift you up higher, but for God to get the glory and honor. The reason I'm standing here is God. It, I give God all the glory. Bob and I gave all the glory and honor of why we got restored. It was a miracle that He came home. He moved out the first 19 years of our life, as you know. He moved in and out 19 times. It could have been for a day, it could have been while He walked off and said I've had it and I think he's had it and drove off and then he comes back in two hours. He had multiple times he packed the bag and moved out. He had a battle that was going on raging in his heart and life that he needed freedom and I didn't know about it. I did not know he had been molested. I did not know he was involved in pornography and you may not know it I knew it after, and while he was divorced, going through the divorce process, he had a dream, and it, God gave him the pieces of the puzzles to his life that he had, had just totally sealed off in his mind. And it just put our pieces of our puzzles back into again. He had been called into the ministry, and he would, he would surrender to the Lord, and the devil would just come in, as you would say, in, in a flood. But God is greater, and look what Bob accomplished—not by what he did, but the last 16 years he lived, he wrote 20 plus books. In 24 years ministry, he wrote 19 books and and uh, d- devotionals. And the praise is is that the books still minister to people right now, and he's in, with the Lord, and no pain and no more suffering that he had for the last 16 years. He was sick. So we want to understand that I want you to read the word so the Lord is going to change you, and you will be a new creature in Christ, stronger and bolder and more able to minister to other people, other men and women, that you may not know the answer today for them, but if they ask you a question, you're going to say, I'll, I'll look up the answer. If not, I'll ask my pastor. And you can find out answers for anybody who doesn't believe. We want to, I want you to be a soul winner. Because if you pray for, for souls to be saved, who's going to get saved also? Your spouse. Because you reap what you sow. So let's be soul winners. Let us pray for the ones on the streets that we don't even know. That if they're a prodigal or if they don't have a home, they look like they don't have a home, pray for them. The, Somebody will get them help and bring them in. We need to be a prayer warrior. I guess that's my challenge this new year. Rise up to be a prayer warrior. If you may feel like you already are, but maybe you're not. Maybe we need to to get more um, personalized with it. But in, uh, in Proverbs 2, 1 to 5, let me read. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands with you, within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. And if you call out for insight. I know right now, this new year, you need wisdom. You need knowledge. You need insight. And it says, and cry aloud for understanding. That is what my answer is. Look up the word, and there it is. Cry aloud. Ask the Lord for it. And if you look for it as silver and search for it as for a hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. To find the knowledge of God. Imagine if you just said, Lord, give me the wisdom and knowledge every day. For the Lord, it says, for the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. And he holds victory in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of the faithful ones. So, Lord, we want you to get excited about that because we want you to understand that there may not be a good time for you to study. You may be going to school. You may be a mom. You may be working. You may be a husband who's got huge responsibilities and having to take care of your kids. I understand all of it. But ask God to give you the creativity to find your time, that you can find time to have a, a place that's special for you, that you're not too busy to make God first in your life, and that you will not only read the Word, but that you'll study it. There's My Bible has cross-references. So if you have a scripture that means something like just um, the verse three and four, that you will look up in the cross reference, and you will go and flip and go into a study just right then, and look and go deeper into that Bible verse, and it will magnify what you need to know, and that is what we're wanting to do. We want to magnify God's word so you understand it more and more, and it's going to minister hope and healing It's going to increase your faith, your hope, your trust. It's going to make you read a scripture about insight or understanding that you've been praying and asking for answers, and God can speak to you the answers as you're reading the word. It's amazing what God can do. And when you start to see it happen, it will even blow your mind. But we wonder why the enemy is attacking us. He's attacking you because he does not want you to read the Word of God. He'll do anything to keep you so busy or have chaos going around in the morning when you plan to do it or you plan to do it at bedtime that you get so exhausted you can't keep awake. I know because I ask people all the time, how is your Bible reading going? "It's it's all right. Are you reading more than one chapter a day? You know, and I mean the average is no. The average is no. Are you putting on the armor of God? And I'm going to say this because I have new people in here. You need to put on the armor of God every day. Put the hedge of protection on you and around you and your family members. Put the blood of Jesus over you, hedge of protection. So we want to understand that God is faithful, and let me take you to Psalm 19. This is a scripture that God gave me many years ago, and it's just ministers to me, and I'll give it to you tonight, and I pray it will talk about, it's talking about the law, the Bible, the the Old Testament, but, and it also can mean the the whole Bible, and it says in verse 7, Psalm 19, verse 7, the law of the Lord, and that's a general term, it's a A person uh, it says the law of the Lord is perfect which we just heard about reviving the soul does your soul need to be revived yes we all need to be revived we're asking God to revive your soul this very night revive it heal it restore it be lifted up and encouraged so we're asking that that you need to get in a right relationship with the Lord And if we have got hidden sins, the Lord wants us to get rid of them. You know, just like somebody said about that anger, that bitterness. She let go and she let God about her spouse and said, I'm not going to get angry about what they're saying, they're doing. I can't stop it. You cannot stop it. You can fight about it you can answer the phone and be really nasty and all in the name of Jesus. And they're like listening and saying, you know what? I know why I'm not coming home. And you know, we've got to walk and talk as the Lord would want us to walk and talk. And you can read Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, all of the epistles. And we can read and it tells us how to live and act. And we need to be more like Jesus each and every day. So we want to pray that that as we read the word and it's perfect, that it'll revive us and make us to be more like him and in a right relationship with the Lord. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy. And the study makes us wiser. And that's what we want to have is his wisdom. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. Dear Standard, do you need joy of the Lord? It says in the the Bible, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And we need to walk in strength with God holding us up. Just imagine him when you're hurting or you're crying, that Jesus picks up that lamb and he holds it in in his arms. And he's holding you. Or remember where it says the righteous right hand, to reach out your hand into his righteous right hand. And he is saying, I will guide you. I'll direct you. I'll lift you up. Going on this mountain of where there's rocks and all a deep trail. And you could fall off of that mountain cliff very easily. But with the Lord holding your righteous right hand and you seeking his face all the time, you're going to make it. He He knows the way. It says, the commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. Well, we need to ask the Lord to open our eyes, to take off any veil, any screen, anything that film, any sin. Remove the sin and open our eyes to see everything. And then we read it, and it's speaking to us. And it says, the fear of the Lord is perfect, it's pure, enduring forever. The fear of the Lord is pure enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are sure and altogether righteous. They are more precious than gold, and then much pure gold, and they are sweeter than honey, than honey from the comb. By them your servant is warned, and that's you and I, okay? We're the servant. In keeping them, there is great reward. Who can discern his heirs? and this is what i was asking is there a hidden sin are we battling something that god is telling us to do and we're battling obedience to doing it is he telling us to do something forgive my hidden faults keep your servant from willful sins and there it is lord protect us keep our eyes open from the temptations that eve had that ev that my spouse, my husband had, that I had when I filed for divorce, that that was a temptation from darkness to give up on him, and I and like God said to me two three months afterwards, you didn't ask me what you wanted. What I wanted you to do, you went and took surveys of the world, and and the men of God, but they didn't have a my plan and didn't know my purpose. And I had a plan and purpose far greater than anybody knew. And I gave up. I gave up on God because I didn't seek God and I sure didn't read his word that time. But boy, I did after January 6th when I got divorced and the pain did not get any better. It only got worse because of my disobedience. Because the Lord brought Bob around in November and December begging me to forgive him. And said, give me one more chance. And I said, no, I've given you all the chances. Well, thank God, God hasn't said that to me. What if God said to us, no more chances? No more, I'm not going to forgive you anymore for your sins. We'd be in trouble. But that's what I said to my husband. No more. And imagine if we said that to our kids. You know what? You made that mistake one too many times out of here. I'm kicking you out. Now we have had, many parents have had to make huge decisions. But we still, its a prodigal son, be the prodigal father and keep praying for them and wait for them to have God speak to them and have them come home. So it says your servant is, is, keep your servant from willful sins. Examine your heart. May they not rule over me. You may be battling with anger. You may be battling with a tongue that is just screaming at your spouse when you get on the phone. May you ask the Lord, may we put our tongues, our dispositions, our attitudes, our unChristlikeness, whatever it might be, on the altar this year. May we lay it at the Lord's feet and say, Lord, crucify my sinful nature. Crucify me, my sinful nature first. And then will you please crucify my husband's sinful nature, my wife's sinful nature. May you give her a spirit of unconditional love. May you give her a spirit of unconditional love. May she forgive me of what I've done wrong. Now I'm the stander. And may, may you speak to her and to my kids that don't give up on this marriage. We've got to understand that we'll be blameless, innocent of great... It says, then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgressions. And this is a secret scripture. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. We need to understand that there are places all in the Bible... Let's go to Ephesians 4, I believe it is. Where we just literally say God's word is so powerful. Ephesians 4, I'm going to open up with verse 1. It says, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you, to live a life worthy of the calling you've received i believe you've been called i believe god has spoken to you you have a place and a a, god's got a plan and a purpose for you and it says be completely humble and gentle be patient bearing with one another in love and my prayer is that you will bear with one another including your spouse and your children in love Love covers over a multitude of sins. Remember that. That's in the scriptures in First Peter. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. We want to have peace in our home. And when your husband walks in or wife walks in or you walk in there, pray that they will sense the peace of God in your home or wherever you are, that God is, that he feels that. And it goes on and it says, um, verse 14, Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. We need to walk in love. And we have to say, Lord, will you pour in that love? You, the Holy Spirit, pour in the Holy Spirit It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, the fruit of the Holy Spirit faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Let us have, let us pray for our spouses to have the self-control, to say no to the sinful lifestyle that they've had or they've chosen, or say no to the other person and choose to run from the sinful lifestyle that they've been tempted in and that they will choose. But we, you know, we have many Many of our husbands and wives that have left were men and women of God. They were pastors, deacons, uh, worship leaders. They were many different things. And what happened is the devil was shooting fiery darts. And possibly, I'm not judging, but possibly they didn't read the Word of God and stay in the Word of God, and they were putting on a mask and they weren't hungering for the thirst and thirst for the Word of God and they fell into a trap from the devil himself and we can do that ourselves so we have to beware of the enemy we have to know what the enemy is going to try to do we want to live and be radiating the love of Jesus I want you to experience God this year like never before and When you have that personal relationship, you'll want to be with him more and more. And um, remember Jesus. Remember when he was born, which we just celebrated. But remember when he turned 12 years old. What did he do? He disappeared for three days. And his mom and dad didn't even know where he was. But then they found him. And what did he say? I am doing my father's business. I was with my father in the temple, and he went and listened and sat there, listened to the priest in the temple, learning the word of God, the scroll, and reading it. And remember, so many times that um, I love Corey Temboon's story. And Corey Tenboon was uh, in a Nazi concentration camp. And uh, her family hid the Jewish people, and they got caught. And what happened was, is that she had a tiny little Bible, and she hid it on her back, as it says. And she uh, prayed, Lord, I just pray you're going to put a covering over me, and I just pray that they will not have me be the one to strip and that I will get caught, because I'll be killed. So they checked her sister Betsy before, and they checked another person behind her, but they did not have her strip. And she was able to bring in that Bible that they hungered and thirsted for and read every day they were in the concentration camp. Now, she lost, Betsy died, her father died, but she made it, and what we've got to think of what she accomplished after she got through the concentration camp. Think of the testimony, but God was with her, and, and they there's so many stories in Corey Tim Timboon's book, but she prayed, uh, Betsy and her prayed that um, the fleas would end up staying in they she got so tired of the fleas that were around them and Betsy would say just praise the Lord for the fleas because we don't have the guards coming in and checking us out and finding my Bible you know so Betsy was very very look for the little negative that might be there you know look for the positive don't look for the negative And we may have fleas that are bothering us with our spouses that are really aggravating us right now. But ask the Lord to have you look at the positive and not the negative. Let's go to Psalm 119. Psalm 119 is is a book you could read, a chapter you could read. It's the longest chapter in the Bible. And it's a, definitely a, a book that you could, a chapter you could read this week. And I encourage you to do so. May I also, if you have not started reading the Bible through this year, if you have not read anything, I would have you go out of order on our calendar and I would have you read the book of John. Because I would like you to read the Red. I would like you to read God's word of who he is. There's nothing more important as the beginning of a new year is to read who the I am is and to read John. There are so many powerful, powerful scriptures and stories in that Bible, in that chapter. In fact, many churches will give that out as part of a new Christian, giving them the book of of John. So we give them, uh, people that accept the Lord, we send them a book of John. So you might want to read John in Psalm 119. You need to understand that you need to fill yourself up with God's word so strongly that when the enemy defeats you with lies, and that is your mind that's being attacked, you can have a word come right away and speak the truth. And that's what John is going to do for you. You know, we have got to understand that John 10.10, 10, let me just go to that real quick. John 10.10 10 says that the enemy has come to, i uh, mean read it exactly for you so I don't paraphrase it. Um, let me start with verse 7. Therefore Jesus said, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep and all whoever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. What a powerful statement. So we want to pray that your husband or wife or children will go to the gate of our Lord Jesus Christ and that, and that they will enter through Jesus and that There will be other people that will be messengers for the word of God, speaking to him. They're bosses, they're they're salesmen, or uh, uh, a person like me that will speak about God taking groceries out to the car. I will just do anything, because I don't know who that child is that could be a prodigal child having trouble at home. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief, though, here's verse 10. And none of us realize we've had the thief come. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I don't leave. Remember the first half, but remember the second half. Because I've come to give life. And I have it, and it says in the King James, life abundantly. Life to the full. So he says, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And the hired man is is doing that. So I just want to get that to you, understand that John is so powerful, and we need to read it. And John, there's so many, I could just do a study, I'll do maybe a study in John uh, one of these months and take you through the keys of John. But Psalm 119 says, and this is, I'm going to read, verse starting with verse 1, blessed are those whose ways are blameless. You know, it, this is a word that we need to strive for. Who walk according to the law, to the Bible of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. There's that word, all. They do nothing wrong. They walk in his ways. You've laid precepts. They are to be fully obeyed. Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. Remember, the Israelites were disobeying God, they kept denying god and they kept doing things over and over again god is into the details remember noah noah built an ark and you know what we think well i don't need details i I," but you we need to understand god wants to give us details he wants to tell you how to rebuild your marriage and ask him how do you want me to rebuild it in your character, in your walk with the Lord, and who you talk to, who you go with, who you hang out with. But Noah was told how to build the ark. And then you go to Abraham, and he, um, Moses, took the people, and he had to go into the world and go into the promised land. Moses took the people. And then Abraham, oh, I just lost my whole train of thought, and I got everybody going everywhere. Bottom line is, one built your tabernacle, one went to the promised land, and you and we built an ark. Will you build your ark? Will you build your ark for your family? Will you clean out your closets? Will you get your house in order? Will you get your spiritual temple in order and cleansed that they want to come home? Isaiah 55 says that God's word will not return void, and we need to do it. Let me continue on with Psalm 119. Then I would not be put to shame when I consider all your commands. I will praise you with an upright heart. I will obey your decrees. How can a young man keep his way pure? Verse 9, by living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart and do not let me stray from your commands. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. There is a scripture for 9 to 11 that you can personalize it for your husband or children that are walking away from from the Lord. We need to skip over to Psalm 119. Let's go to verse 103. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts. Therefore, I hate every wrong path. And may you pray that and personalize that. Oh, that my spouse will gain understanding. From your precepts from the word of god may my husband or wife all of a sudden have a desire to go to a bible study to go to church and they have a sunday school class that sounds good for them oh lord that they would hate every wrong path personalize it that they would want to get off the wrong path that they're on verse 105 says that your word is a lamp to our feet and a light for our path Pray that, that your spouse the word will come alive to your spouse and it will be a lamp to their feet and a light for their pathway. We need to pray that the Lord will do a mighty work with the word coming alive not just only for you but for your husband or wife or children. Hebrews 4 is one that you may know very well and it's For the word, verse 12, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing. And remember, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart, of our hearts, let alone your spouse's. It's our hearts, dear stander. And we need to know that the, the Lord wants to reveal and to, to cleanse us from any and all impurities. Verse 13, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. So do not worry that your spouse is not going to pay for what they're doing. Give, forgive them. Put it on God's hook and say, Lord, I'm letting go. I'm letting God. As, as it says in Romans, it's not, it's not about me taking revenge it's about you doing it Lord you deal with them I'm not going to be the one that takes control of them I did that it doesn't work do not repay anyone evil for evil that's Romans 12 verse 17 be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody if it is possible as far as it depends on you live at peace with everyone do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written. It is mine to avenge. I will repay. We're one flesh. I don't want to pray anything bad on the spouse. I want to pray blessings on my spouse, and then all of a sudden, he'll does have come to his senses like the prodigal son, and he'll want to come home. However God brings them home, they bring them home. It's God's business how to bring them home. Verse, it says, if your enemy is hungry, feed him." If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will keep burning coals on his head. When I was standing, I read that verse the first time, and I didn't do a cross-reference, and you know what I thought? Burn him. <laughs> Burn the coals on his head. Burn him. Maybe he'll wake up, you know? And, but that wasn't what the Lord meant. But I found out, as I did more searching on it, and I read it, and I, did the, I, I had a study Bible, and I read further down in the smaller print, and that's what we need to do. We need to understand. Verse 21 says, Do not be overcome by evil. Let us not become overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And that is the secret. The secret is we need to mature in the Lord and that God does speak. He speaks to us in Romans seven, it says, over and over, that you're battling, there's so many chapters that are so powerful, but we need to know that Moses built the tabernacle, Abraham went, and you know what? We need to have faith, just like Lori mentioned. Faith is imperative. God does speak. But we have to believe each and every day. We have to walk in faith. We have to walk in truth. John fourteen seventeen, 17. Uh, John fifteen twenty six. There's so many nuggets of gold in John to give you hope and encouragement this month, to get you started right. So will you turn the other cheek? Will you go the extra mile? Will you believe that the Lord is in control of your marriage? Will you believe that we need to have a humble and contrite spirit? You know, I know that I'm supposed to read the Bible because at Christmas, at November 1st meeting, I got a Bible. And I normally don't recommend things, but I'm going to recommend this to you. And it's the prayer Bible by Dr. Elmer Towns, who went to Liberty University. A prayer Bible, you say. Wow, and it's in, a, it's in a modern translation. So it's not a King James, it's different. But the reason I got so impressed with it is that in the back of it, it literally has many, many pages of principles in prayer. And the other part about it is, is throughout every chapter, multiple chapters, I won't say every, it says, um, one prayer. Lord, I'm glad you, have lo- not, you love lo- the lost, straying sheep. Well, that sounds like our spouses, huh? I just opened up to Micah 4. You went after Paul the apostle and brought him home. Yes, he did, didn't he? You also come after me, and I wouldn't be saved except you chose me, came after me, and convicted me of my sin. Then you put me under your loving care, and healed my crippledness. Now, Lord, I pray for my friends and relatives, how about husbands and wives, who are straying? Bring them back home. Amen. This is a Bible that our group of standards and Stuart that come up an hour and a half away gave to me for my birthday. didn't know it was my birthday, I don't think, but they gave it to me for my birthday because my birthday was in November. And the Lord has spoken to me through this Bible. And now I just get, I tell everybody, pray, pray, pray. Well, guess what? I get to pray even more while I read the Bible, a chapter in the Bible. And it then gives you in the back the principles of prayer and it gives you more scriptures to study. And you know what? I can tell you, if you have an iPad or a smartphone, you can put it on there for $9.99. So I don't know those things, except I'm becoming computer more savvy every year. But, and you wouldn't believe me what I'm doing now, but I now have an iPad. So I am flipping through this and clicking on the hot spots on it, and I'm studying more. So get ready on your devotionals. The point is... Some of you don't know how to pray. And you say, I don't feel it. I'm wounded. I'm hurting. I can't pray right now. This is your solution. This is your solution. And if God doesn't have a sense of humor, I didn't bring it with me. But the same month, two weeks later, less than two weeks later, I got another Bible with it from another person. I don't get gifts regularly. Never usually get anything like that and i got a gift of a bible called the spiritual warfare bible now mind you i'm supposed to be writing books about spiritual warfare so i just thought it was just so wisdom and there's devotionals in them so it depends where you are spiritually but what god said to me that day is i want you to read both bibles Two Bibles in one year, I said, Lord, I've never done that. And I don't know if I'm going to accomplish it, but he's challenged me. I'm challenging you. Will you pick up the Bible? I don't know which Bible you love. I have a Bible that, I have Bibles that are totally written up, circled everywhere. I'm going to read from two Bibles that have no highlighting and circles around them. And I know God is giving me new manna and new words because I'm reading a book that's not been read before and scribbled all over by me. Will you seek the Lord? Will you say, what do I need to do this new year? I believe there is nothing more that we can do to get our spouses, our family members, and us right than to read and study the Word of God. Now, I word, add one word, you need to study. You need to not just read it. We need to study it. We need to go in a little deeper, get a journal, and will you journal what the Lord is speaking to you? Will you write down the special scriptures that the Lord has spoken to you and given you? Will you take the time, the time that is so valuable, And if you have no children on one weekend, then read and make up for the time that you've had. But you know what? You can be systematic. You can be joyful. And you can love being in the presence of the Lord, and he will bless you abundantly. Lord Jesus, we just praise you and thank you for tonight. We just thank you for your word. We thank you for reading your word that I have 20 more scriptures here that I didn't even read. But your word is powerful and it's sharper than a double-edged sword. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light for our pathway. Your word will give us the, is the joy of the Lord is our strength. Your word is unchangeable. It can mold and make us to be new creatures in Christ. If we read your word, we will be filled up to overflowing. And if our spouse would just read the book of John, if our loved ones would read the book of John, I dare say they may come to know the Lord Jesus Christ because of the power of the Holy Spirit as they read it by themselves. May we pray that all our husbands and wife will have a hunger and thirst to read the word, to put it in application, and to be a doer of the word. And may we pray that they will have their eyes that are blinded. It says in 2 Corinthians that the God of this age, Second Corinthians 4, 4, is they're blinded and deceived. Their hearts are calloused and hardened. But when they read the word, you can speak to them and heal their heart and heart, transform them. The word of God can transform them because you are the word. And I just pray that we would get this message tonight that it's not about them, it's about us, and about us praying the word and scriptures for them. It's about us being transformed also, and it's us getting ready to be ready for them, to receive them home, and that we'll be ready, and there will be nothing that we're blocking it. Lord, I just pray that you would set them free from every demonic trick and scheme. We bind Against we bind the strong man, and we bind against the spirit of whoredoms, we bind against the 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 uh perverse spirit. We bind against the spirit of bondages of alcohol and drugs and pornography and, and gambling. We bind against those and we loose on them the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We loose on them the truth. The truth will set him free. We're saying, no more, no more, Satan. You cannot have our spouses, you cannot have our kids. We bind against the lying, seducing, deceiving spirits and we loose on our spouses and our loved ones the truth, the truth will set him free. Lord, we are praising you and thanking you for all the praises we've had this Christmas and the ones that has come in tonight that's renewed their vows. We give you the glory and honor because it's for your glory, your honor, that you're restoring marriages that's been remarried 40 years together. They've been together. Satan wanted to destroy it, but God got the glory. And Lord, we are asking that what you've done for For others, you're no respecter of persons, and you're going to move mightily. So Lord, I just pray that this prayer time we have for this urgent most urgent prayer requests or most urgent need that you will move the mountains and you will crush the mountains and blow them away like chaff Lord we just ask that you will bless these people abundantly heal their wounded hearts and may they walk out in a holy boldness saying I can do this I can walk in faith and grow in the Lord this year and be ready for my spouse to come home at any time and have my home and house and my spiritual house ready in Jesus name